The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. everybody, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, a marketing podcast where we talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solves business problems. Joined here in the New Jersey Trinity Web Media Studio with Kevin Eberly, co-host, co-founder. Kevin, how are you today? Greg, doing all right. Excellent. So let's get right into our topic here. You know why I want to get right into the topic? Why, Greg? Because I hate when podcasts take five minutes to get into the content. So look, we're going to jump into it right now at 35 seconds. So let's do this. Let's do it. So I thought today we could talk about marketing funnels and marketing lead generation tools and different things that we see people do, whether it's, you know, maybe an infographic, maybe it's a course, maybe it's a survey, maybe it's a contest. So what do you think of that? I love it. I love the fact that you know, kind of like we talk about re- being able to repurpose content. There's a great way of being able to re, you know, repurpose that data and keeping people that enter in the loop with your brand. Yeah, and one of the reasons I really like using tactics like this and strategies like this is because if you're giving away something of value, you're going to see whether or not people are raising their hands to self-identify and be interested in those services that you're offering. Sure. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess one of the most popular ones would be like social media contests and driving people to a web page and giveaways. You know, we're in the middle of one of them right now for a client. So what are some of your thoughts on that? Do you like how that works? You know, I actually really like the process. I think it gives our team the ability to exercise a lot of creativity and being able to live that review, refine, repeat mantra in real life with real client, you know, situations in front of us. Yeah. And it's one of those things like, you know, if you're giving away something of value, which we are in this instance, you know, it's a $1,500 value. You know, it's one of those things where you're really able to go ahead and see who's interested in different products and services and how to get them more engaged with your brand as you move forward through that continuum. Sure. And, you know, with some of the new social tools that we've been using, we've been able to identify key influencers who we may, you know, reach out and treat special in the future. How amazing is you know, the ability to reach out to one person and say, hey, you know, while you, you didn't win, you're pretty awesome. And we want to, you know, engage in conversation further. Yeah. And I mean, and the key... And the role of the modern day social influencer is to go out for them to pull your brand into their sphere of influence. So anytime you can identify them through contests or through any kind of lead magnets, why wouldn't you? Sure. So what are some of the other ones? You know, we just talked briefly on social media contests and the one that we're working with right now, you know, utilizes web pop-ups utilizes boosted posts, which has been a real pain to get some of this stuff approved with Facebook. Um, it uses email, it uses web retargeting. So it's pretty complex, but I don't know if everybody needs to be this complex. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be situational. We, when we launched a local media kind of events calendar this summer, we did a small book giveaway to grow our email list so we could expand our reach. So I, you know, while it wasn't a $1,500 value, it was still something cool that came out of the area that people were able to identify with. And it really helped us create 
a network of people we knew were interested in things local to keep reaching out to and keep bringing back to the webpage and keep bringing back into the brand. Yeah. And you know, this is like digital marketing 101. You always want to bring everybody back to the website, you know, no matter what, bring people back to the website is where you're going to be able to collect the most data. You're going to be able to go ahead and let your audience self-identify, you know, the social contest has been a lot of fun. You know, we've learned a lot in doing it. You know, we were also fortunate with a giveaway of value and a decent size ad budget. You know, some of the other things that people can do, you know, maybe for a lesser budget is, you know, maybe invest in an infographic, maybe invest on, in some form surveys and a giveaway in an ebook. You know, an, an ebook realistically shouldn't cost you that much to produce. I mean, you should invest a little bit into it, invest some time, invest some energy and your knowledge and all that to make sure that it's proper and of value. But that's one of the other ones that you can do where you have somebody fill out a survey to self-identify themselves, you know, for content of value at the end of it also. You know, and something that comes to mind, I see on a couple, couple of local florists do is they'll have a board in front of the store. They'll write, hey, if your name is... Anna, come in today for a free rose. And then they take a picture of that, put it on social, broadcast right. it out. And, you know, how, how much, you know, while it's pretty simple, you see everybody comment, Anna D, Anna B, you know, to their friends that are in the area. Right. And then, you know, what they're doing is one friend is influencing someone else. You know, you, you also don't have to have a million followers or 100,000 followers to be an influencer. You not every brand needs that type of exposure. You know, I think that in watching the fire festival documentaries and all that debacle, I think that we really saw sometimes the negative power of influencers. So not everybody needs to be a Kylie Jenner or any uh, Casey Neistat or anything like that to really start influencing people. You can look for your local business look at your local business and look at your customer pool there and see how the people who interact with your brand have the power to influence people, you know, in, in scale. I mean, if you're not running a global business or a global brand, do you need global influencers? Is that going to help or hurt your brand? So I'm, I'm a big believer in keeping things in scale and in proportion to make sure that things work accordingly. Yeah. I mean, a brick and mortar store should have a very different, strategy behind their their lead their lead funnel their sales funnel to get people into that mix you know than a than a company stationed in a highly competitive area or somebody who does work with people overseas that red ocean yep <laughs> it's so funny how the podcasts all tie into one another how these aren't sequential or you know episodic in in that nature but it's always like you know, I think that one of the things maybe our listeners don't know is we, when we select topics for shows, like we definitely pull into our resources of what's going on in our business and what's going on in our world as of late. And then how can we relate that to you guys, our listeners in a, the quickest way so that you can learn something. So, I mean, it's just kind of funny how basically this podcast has turned into a, a, our listeners becoming a fly on the wall on what's going on in our week and what's going on within our business. <laughs> you know, and I kind of knew that when we get there just because, you know, after how many episodes you start running out of topics and this and that, and right. is this too much like what we talked about last week or is this just a small nuance off of previous episodes? So 
thank you to our clients who provide a lot of the content for our show. Yeah. So what are a couple other ways that you like to generate leads when it comes to, you know, maybe, you know, content of value and giveaways and, and, and let's call it like the lead exchange. Like we're receiving your information for this content of value or this prize, et cetera, et cetera. What, what are some of your, your thoughts or what are some of the things that you've seen work or that you like to participate in? Sign up, sign up and like our page on Facebook and come in for a free appetizer. Right. That's a good one. I've seen restaurants do that. I've seen, uh, you know, especially around holiday seasons, you know, 10% off all December. If you sign up for our mailing list, you know, it, it doesn't, what you're offering doesn't necessarily have to be free. It just has to have a perceived value attached. Yeah. And, you know, I learned a long time ago working with an old boss, uh, Ted Raymond of Allegra marketing in Scottsdale, Arizona that, and we did a lot of nonprofit marketing. We did a lot of contests, a lot of giveaways, a lot of integrated campaigns and the campaigns that work the best, unless it's a, the prize is of significant value, like what we're doing right now, the $1,500 value. It's always better that everybody wins or you one in five wins, or, you know, you have a chance to win whenever you can give something away to everybody for doing something. You should always receive a higher return on your investment. So just like we were describing, you know, everybody who signs up, it's not enter and win a chance or a free appetizer. It's sign up and get a free appetizer. And that's very, that's a transactional marketing, which is, you know, the ROI on that is significant. Absolutely. Um, trying to think of anything else I've seen that was genius recently. Uh, Oh, Super Bowl. There's got to be something with the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, you know, we, we, whenever it comes to Super Bowl, there's tons of sweepstakes and tons of that. But the, the same thing we're talking about here is transactional marketing where give us this information and it's usually products that are tangible and of value that people will go ahead and enter. They're, these are like life-changing products and, and, and things of value. You know, a piece of content may change somebody's life, but more often than not, a car is going to change somebody's life way more than an ebook, no matter how brilliant any of the ebooks that you publish are. Um, some of the things that I've seen that I really like are enter, you know, gaining marketing intelligence, fill, fill this survey out and get a $5 Starbucks card. The information that you're receiving, let's say you get 100 people who do participate, $500 in Starbucks cards, that $500 of marketing intelligence and data far surpass that value. So the ROI on that, while you can't really quantify it because you don't know what we're going to do with that data, you know, there's no like cost per acquisition or, you know, lifetime value associated to it in the beginning, you know, getting $500, spending $500 rather and getting all of that data, who knows where the ROI on that, that's huge. Especially if you're asking the right questions, you're working with somebody like Susan Byer of Audience Audit you know, asking the right questions. Well, you know, now that you jumped into the value of data, one of the, you know, and you mentioned the Fry, uh, Fry Festival documentary, uh, you know, one of the points made in that is nobody really understood the power of influencer marketing until Fry Festival dropped that orange box. And the one thing that I did, you know, I don't want to talk much about the Fire Festival because everybody is, but the one thing that was brilliant about that orange posts the thing that was brilliant is the visual disruption of social media. Yeah. That 
that was, you know, basically that, you know, we always joke around when we launch something like, hey, did we break the internet today? Or you joke around and you always say that. You know, but that literally had potential to break the internet, to break, you know, to stop everybody in their tracks. That's the only thing that I saw brilliant from the, the Fuck Jerry team that was really, really on point and really, really like, wow, that was really smart. The science behind that. Yeah, 100%. But conversely now, in the campaign we're running, we can't measure the ROI of an influencer necessarily. No, not, not until the end of it. But this, the contest and the campaign we're running is only predicated to identify them. I mean, the goal of the contest at a campaign, the initial goal of a contest or a campaign, something like that, is to have people self-identify, raise their hand, and to generate leads. In, in this instance, you know, we've narrowed it down to what the cost per acquisition should be for all of these new clients for this business. Now we can go ahead and put, we can track these people through their lifetime of the business and attribute them back to a campaign and say, okay, it costs us $14 for us to acquire this person. X amount of people, you know, converted when they came in. Now the true cost per acquisition may be $150, let's say. But the lifetime value of that client may be $15,000. That's a great return. You know, when you can start putting metrics and data behind what you're doing and really start to quantify things, the ROI becomes real obvious. And then what happens is you can show somebody and hammer them with numbers and give them the, the raw numbers. They're going to be more apt to do more things like this. And, you know, tying back into what we were talking about before, you know, this is sort of a blue ocean strategy, doing things way differently than anybody else in, in this space, you know, uh, the perceived competitors of this, uh, the business owner that we're working with. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that digitally now we can create and, you know, Facebook sponsored posts, Twitter LinkedIn and actually buy your audience, you know, instead of going to radio or news or print where you're paying for their audience, which may not necessarily be your audience. Yeah, that's that's the thing right there. Like you hit it on the head. You know, when you're using social targeting and other behavioral targeting that way, you are starting to identify more of your audience. You're not relying on somebody else's audience. That's that's key, and then if you can do that, that's where the good stuff really starts to happen. I agree. I mean, uh, for too long we were leveraging traditional me uh, methods of advertising that, you know, analytics, data, ROI. They weren't so much as the conversation about like, hey, well, it's great brand awareness. And and that's one of the things. Like that is part of what we do, though, the brand awareness and getting people introduced to the ethos of a brand. But at the same time, that's really hard to quantify. There's no data that really pulls that stuff together. There's no spreadsheet that you can really throw that stuff into. There's no algorithm there. So what we need to do is we need to rely on other things. And I love going back to early on in our podcast, what Chris Lee said, if you give people something of value before asking them for anything, then they're really hooked on your brand. Sometimes you can do that. Sometimes you can't. But the more often that you can, the better off and the, and the healthier your relationship with these people who, who self-identified will be. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. The value and advance model can be leveraged, you know, all across your digital marketing, and it should be. Yeah, whenever possible. So, any final thoughts in wrapping this one up? I I feel like you know the more we do this for clients, of course, you know, 
the more we're going to let everybody be a fly in the wall and have these recap conversations like this. So anything in closing? No, I mean, you know, I think, I think I got it all out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I just would say try to do things differently. Try to swim in that blue ocean, do things different and, you know, review, refine, repeat. The next one that we do for this client is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be a little bit smarter. We're going to know what we didn't know in the beginning and we're going to keep moving forward. So Kev, thanks. Thanks a lot for joining me. Anytime, Greg. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. And thanks everybody for listening. You can listen to more episodes of the new marketing show at trinitywebmedia.com slash iTunes. You can subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever else you get your podcast. So really appreciate you listening. Until next time.